Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Mike Frank, Irish Sports Daily, joins us on 365 Sports. Mike, was this destined to be before even Riley Leonard entered the portal? Well, I think, you know how this goes. I think that... uh, there's not supposed to be any sort of communication and all this kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, if you follow this as close as you do, uh, you know that there's stuff being said back and forth amongst these, maybe not the actual prospect and the coaching staff, but uh, intermediaries, I guess, is what you'd call it. You know, it's just, I have a feeling that uh, Notre Dame had been trying to figure out who would potentially be the guy. And, and I think this happens everywhere. I think that you see, you know, a lot of places that are reaching out and, and trying to figure out what their options are as, and, you know, to get a better understanding of what kind of an offense they can have and what type of players they need to find. So, uh, you know, it's the, the, the thing that a lot of people don't talk about, but you know, it's going on anyway. So, so uh, why Riley Leonard uh, as the fit over any of the other portal quarterbacks that may have been available? Yeah, I think that that's a good question. And, and when you look at his accuracy numbers, especially this year, they don't necessarily look very good. But I, I have a feeling, I think a big part of this is Notre Dame is losing both their tackles. And and because of that, uh, I think they know that there's going to be some some uh, pass rush issues. You know, they're going to have some pressure. And so I think they wanted a guy who is big and strong and he's six foot four, 230 pounds, but also – somebody who can run and if you can run the zone read and they got some backs who have uh, great vision can hit it up inside, but also have the ability to get outside. And I think if they, if they can run the zone read with Riley Leonard, it's going to open up a lot on the defense. And it's also, or, or I mean on the offense, and it's also going to keep the defense honest. I think they're worried about upfield pressure with those young tackles that they'll be playing next year. And, and uh, so I think that that had as much to do with it as anything. It's just trying to make sure that you 
force a defense to to be honest and and not cheat so much and unfortunately that's what happened a lot this year with with Notre Dame's offense is uh, it became a little bit too predictable and and when you don't have a guy who can run and, and avoid pressure it makes it a little bit difficult so uh, I think that that had a lot to do with it if you you know it, just in my personal opinion Mike what's the feeling around South Bend when it comes to this second season under Marcus Freeman, nine and three, obviously have a chance at ten wins. But what's just sort of the the, the pulse of the room when it comes to his tenure so far? I, I, if you ask Irish fans, they love Marcus Freeman. They they love him as a representative of the university. Uh, he's a good person. Uh, I I feel like everybody's behind him and wants him to succeed. Uh, you know, I think that some people have some question about him retaining his offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, Jared Parker is in his first year as an offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. He has a little bit of experience at West Virginia, but uh, if, if you believe the stories, he was had that ability taken away from him uh, based off of things that have been said at West Virginia uh, because they weren't happy with the situation. And, and to be honest, uh, Notre Dame's offense at times looked like, uh, you know, a high school offense. It, it was very, very predictable. Uh, part of that was just having a lot of young, inexperienced receivers, but also a lot of uh, injured guys at wide receiver. At one point, they were starting, you know, uh, two freshmen, two true freshmen, and a third freshman who came as a walk-on. I mean, that that's what they were down to. So it's kind of hard to be an effective offense when that's your starters at, at wide receiver. And so, uh, you know, they had a bad hand dealt to them in, in the wide receiver room. That certainly impacted things, and then uh, I, I just I, I think a little bit of an inexperience with uh, Jared Parker also impacted Notre Dame's offense. So I think a lot of fans look at it and say, "Look, if you're going to have an inexperienced head coach, you better have an experienced coordinator." And and so uh, if you remember, they had the problem last year where uh, they thought Andy Ludwig was. In, in fold and there's your experienced offensive coordinator well that fell apart at the very last minute and so essentially uh less than two weeks away Notre Dame was out without an offensive coordinator uh from spring practice and so uh it, it kind of forced their hand to to hire Jared Parker and I know that that uh, Marcus Freeman has a lot of faith in Jared Parker and, and Parker did do some very nice things uh in the offense uh, but it, I just feel like a lot of people felt it should have evolved a little bit more, especially when you have a six-year quarterback and a guy who's had a lot of experience, and they just felt like it should have gotten better. But So uh, Marcus Freeman, it sounds like, is going to keep uh, Jared Parker, and then we'll just see how it goes. Um, I, I, I don't have any indication of how it's going to go, but uh, it's his choice to make, and, and we'll see how it all unfolds. Mike, you mentioned that wide receiver room, which has been, you know, widely uh, turned over uh, this offseason. Uh, and, you know, they, they've, they've got more guys in the portal than they've gotten out right now. But the two that they've gotten out, Chris Mitchell and Bo Collins, are pretty huge additions uh, for the Irish. And, and probably maybe you don't get a quarterback like Riley Leonard without guys like that in the fold. Obviously. And I think that that was, you know, part of, as you talked about at the beginning, kind of uh, how much of this is prearranged. I'm sure there's been a lot of discussion about this and uh, amongst those guys. And so, uh, you know, look, Bull Collins is exactly what they need. Right now, they don't even have what I'd consider a true boundary receiver. They have a guy in Deion Colby's, but but he's been banged up and hasn't been able to play all year. 
and he was really the only legit boundary receiver they had. And so, you know, adding Bo Collins was a must. Uh, they, they brought one in as a freshman, but obviously you don't want to play another freshman if you don't have to. So they're hoping Colsey will stick around and be healthy and Bo Collins will, will play boundary. Uh, but they also, what they ended up with was a whole bunch of guys who are best suited for slot and, and not a lot of guys who can play field and boundary. And so Mitchell brings that field speed and the ability to get vertical and, and uh, make some plays in space and, and use the field to, to make those plays. He brings that. So he was another uh, big addition to, to this class. And I wouldn't be surprised. It sounds like they're trying to maybe go find another boundary uh, just to make sure that they have things covered there. Uh, they got plenty of slots and, and plenty of smaller guys with speed. They just need to find uh, another boundary. And, uh, you know, it would be nice if they could somehow find another field receiver, but they've got some guys that, that can play it. And they got, a freshman in Cam Williams who they think can play pretty early and, and he's a special player. So, uh, it, you know, the, the wide receiver room was a tough situation. You know, they, they had a uh, chancy Stucky here. It did not work out for whatever reason. Um, and you know, some guys left because they didn't like the situation with chancy Stucky. Uh, and then some left because he left. So, you know, it's, a, it's one of those things. Eventually what it is is a bunch of guys who, uh, didn't play much and you know because they didn't play uh, we're looking for reasons for not playing versus you know their own inability to earn you know a starting position Big, uh, you know there are a lot of guys who had a lot of complaints but you know when a walk-on so- or, or lacrosse player beats you out you know it's not because the coach hates you it's you're just not doing your job so <laughs> that's the reality of it Mike, uh, what is next for them after now that they've got quarterback? And uh, you know, I know that you're never going to send it no to another big time skill player if you get one. But now that they've got quarterback sewn up and wide receiver uh, pointed in the right direction, what do you think's next? Well, you know, they really need to get some safeties, and uh, they got a guy from Arizona State, uh, Jordan Clark, who can play kind of nickel in some safeties. And, and he fits a need, but they really need some safeties. Uh, they're hoping that Xavier Watts, who's a, uh, an All-American, will come back and not declare for the draft. Sounds like there's a chance that's going to happen. But they're extremely thin at the, at the safety position. And uh, some of the young guys they have, have both have been banged up, the two guys that they've had that are kind of the next in line. One's kind of got a shoulder injury, and the other's been dealing with some leg issues. So, uh, it, it's a really uh, kind of a neat, neat position, and it wouldn't surprise me if they took two safeties when it was all said and done. Uh, I know they'd love to find an offensive tackle just to make sure that they have somebody, but, you know, gosh, if you're a six-year <laughs> offensive tackle and you're worth anything, you're in the NFL uh, because, obviously, that's that's a neat position there. So uh, so that may be a little bit tough uh, for them to, to deal with. I know that they've, they've – um, uh, been after R.J. Oden, who is a uh, uh, pass rusher from Duke. He came and visited this past weekend. Uh, a lot of people think that he'll end up at Notre Dame. He's exactly what they need. They need kind of a big end, and he's you know got a lot of experience and and what I call man strength. You know they need somebody who can defend the run there, but also be a, a you know plus pass rusher. And, and he's he's exactly what they're looking for. So if they land him, that's going to be a very good situation for them. Mike, uh, what's the appetite for El Paso and the Sun Bowl against Oregon State? What's the feel around that game coming up at the end of the month? Uh, well, you know, I, 
it's kind of crazy because it's essentially a spring game. Nobody knows who's playing, and, <laughs> and uh, we, we haven't really seen these guys. So yeah. it's, you just don't even know what you're going to see. I mean, uh, you know, as you mentioned, the wide receiver room's been depleted, uh, essentially. And they're going to get a couple guys back who have been injured. So that's going to help there. You know, Notre Dame's uh, starting tight end is out for the year with with a, a ACL. So he's gone. Uh, you're losing a couple tackles. They're gone. Um, you, you, you lost Audric Estime, you're running back. We know that they have some good running backs behind them. So, uh, you know, the offense, it'll be fairly similar, but you're starting a brand new quarterback in Steve Angeli, who we've seen play and he looks pretty good, but uh, it's mainly mop up duty. And so you just don't really know. And then it'll be interesting to see what Steve Angeli does. Now that you bring in a, a Riley Leonard, does Steve Angeli even stick around? And, and that's the big question you have. So uh, defensively, you know, they're going to lose some guys. They're going to lose uh, at least two of their starters at, at, at linebacker are out. Uh, the third hasn't decided whether he's going to go in the NFL or, or or maybe the portal or whatever. So he'll probably play in this game, but uh, they're, they're going to – we'll see some young guys there for sure. Um, and then, you know, they'll, they'll lose uh, at least one one defensive end in, that's going to the draft. And, and so we'll, it's hard to know what we'll see, but it'll be fun. And – you know, the nice thing is everybody else is dealing with the same thing. You know, Oregon State lost their coach, and that's who they play, and, and they lost a lot of their players as well. So it's essentially kind of a, a scrimmage. If anybody remembers the uh, way back when when there was freshman football and mm-hmm. <laughs> teams would bring their freshmen out and they'd play each other, that's kind of what you're looking at here. So in your opinion, uh, looking at their skill set, Riley Leonard or Sam Hartman, who do you think might be better? For this next year, I think Riley Leonard. Uh, and again, I think it's because of the tackle situation, and they just don't know uh, what kind of pass protection they're going to get there. And and uh, I, I don't think you know Notre Dame's going to lose a, a top ten pick, and then another guy who has the potential to be a, a first round pick. He's just going out earlier than most people anticipated. So uh, you know the guys they have coming in there. Uh, I think one of them certainly has the potential to be an NFL player and it depends on who they choose as the other one. Uh, You know, so I just think Leonard makes the most sense because he has the ability to run the football. They're going to need to be able to do that. And uh, you you need somebody who can avoid pressure and and he does a good job of that. So I think that had a lot to do with why he's the guy. And and, uh, look, the guy's got NFL talent, you know, he's got a big arm, he's huge in size and he can run. So if you can coach him up a little bit in the passing game and get him thrown a little bit more accurately, uh, then then I think you got something that could be pretty good. Thank you very much, Mike. We appreciate your time. Mike Frank, Irish Sports Daily. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.